Our scripture is from Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. These are our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. Before we can get into the resurrection shouts of Alleluia, we need to remember how Jesus died. Jesus was not the first person of color to be murdered by the authorities. His death was not the beginning and it was not the end. Jesus was mocked, beaten, abused by the policing authorities of his day. He was hung on a cross where he could not breathe. He cried out, but the torture didn't stop. Friends, we need to sit with this before we move into Easter. We cannot get to resurrection in any way other than through acknowledging the pain and suffering that preceded it. Pain and suffering that is all too common in our time. The murder trial of Derek Chauvin has many of us reliving the death of George Floyd. Hearing again his cries for help. Hearing, I can't breathe seeing pictures and videos of white police officer Derek Chauvin with his knee on black man George Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes, killing George Floyd. Today is Easter Sunday. It's April 4th, 2021. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was shot and killed on April 4th. In 1968, Jesus was not the first person of color to be murdered. Jesus was not the last. Martin Luther King Jr. and George Floyd are among thousands of people of color slaughtered. This is an all too familiar story abuse of power, oppression, racism, injustice. Dr. Brene Brown writes, when we deny our stories, they define us. When we own our stories, we get to write a brave new ending. We must own our failures and mistakes so that we can learn and grow. It doesn't feel comfortable, but courage rarely does. 
She continues, yes, we need to own a million heartbreaking stories of discrimination and prejudice and make millions of changes and hold space for a million tough conversations. But if each one of us owns one story and makes one change and has one honest conversation where we listen more than defend or offer false comfort, we can do this. There is a way to write a brave new ending to one of the most painful stories in our history. What remains to be seen is if we will have the will and the courage. It seems to me that the author of the Gospel of Mark is inviting us into this sacred work of rewriting. It is left to be seen whether we will have the will and the courage. As we heard this morning, the original ending of the Gospel of Mark is this. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He's been raised. He's not here. Look, there's the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him just as he told you. And so they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. That's it. That's the last sentence of the original ending of the Gospel of Mark. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Another man with dark skin murdered, and after his death, people flee. They are silent and afraid. We have seen this response all too often, especially among those of us who are white. Mark leaves the story here, but we know, we know the story doesn't end where Mark leaves it. We know the message gets out. We know the women are not silenced. The message of Easter is that death does not have the last word. Violence doesn't have the last word. We know the women didn't stay silent. If they had, we wouldn't know about this day. In all likelihood, we wouldn't know about Jesus. He would be one more prophet executed for treason. But we do know. We do know this story. We know it because those women were brave enough to break their silence. They were courageous enough to face their fears to write another chapter. We know this bravery. We know this resurrection potential. We see it lived out even now. Those Easter morning women are seen and heard again and again when violence and injustice take place. They're speaking out, they're recording and crying, they're preaching. The Easter story does not end in silence and fear, and it cannot end that way now. It cannot. It will not. Mark stops writing, 
but the story continues. I argued last week that Jesus' mission did not die with him because he'd already commissioned and sent out disciples. Indeed, in chapters 3 and 6 of Mark, we read of disciples being sent out. There were disciples before Jesus' death. There were disciples before Easter Sunday morning. The story was already being told, being lived, being written before Holy Week. And Holy Week doesn't stop it. Mark may have stopped writing, but the story continues. More and more and more chapters were written, are written, will be written long into the future. But some of us, some of us in the face of violence against our siblings of color, some of us are fleeing, silent, afraid. My friends, this cannot be how the story ends. White silence and fear is familiar. It is how the story has gone so often. But it is not the only option. And it must not be the end of the story. We must write a new chapter. We must make this an Easter story of new life, new ways of living. We must see the transformation all the way through as long as it takes until justice and freedom are real for every person. We have stopped short too many times, breathed a sigh of relief when our siblings of color are kept from breathing, retreated to our privilege when our siblings of color are abused and pursued and murdered. Not this time. This time we will stay the course. We will see and hear and believe. We will protest, speak out, stand up with our black neighbors. We will educate ourselves and own our responsibility to become knowledgeable and self-aware about racism and white privilege. Easter comes to us each year to shout that death does not have the last word, that violence does not have the last word. Easter comes into the graveyard to proclaim that abandonment, betrayal, and violence are not the answers, are not the end of the story. God is still speaking. There is always room for another verse, another chapter, another book. Change is possible. Mark invites us to be holy storytellers into a world that sorely needs a new story. My friends, on this day, this Easter day that is the anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s murder, this Easter day that is in the middle of the trial of a white police officer for the murder of a black man. This Easter day that comes after another mass shooting. This Easter day 
the second during a global pandemic that has left millions dead this Easter day when Asian people, trans people, black people all fear for their safety this Easter day as deep health inequities are exposed by COVID-19 and rampant racialized policing and unconscionable economic inequality appear day after day this Easter day. We must write a new ending. We must enter a new way of living. White supremacy, misogyny, Christian nationalism, heteronormativity, they've controlled the story for far too long. No more. No more. This Easter day, we commit to a new story, to a different ending. We will write a new story, a story that stays out of defensiveness, a story that listens to the marginalized and the abused, a story that consistently identifies and describes racism as a way to dismantle it. This new Easter story will take us on a new path. We must not keep singing the same hallelujahs while nothing changes. We need a new chapter, a new song, a new way of life, a way of anti-racism, a way of co-conspiratorship, a way of partnering, of listening, of learning, of working, a way of Eastering in a new, justice-filled way forward. Black theologian Howard Thurman wrote the following in 1973 in the midst of racial injustice and global strife. He wrote, the old song of my spirit has wearied itself out. It has long ago been learned by heart so that now it repeats itself over and over, bringing no added joy to my days or lift to my spirit. It is a song measured in rhythm to which I am bound by ties of habit and timidity of mind but my life has passed beyond to other levels where the old songs are meaningless. I will sing a new song. As difficult as it is, I must learn the new song that is capable of meeting the new need. I must fashion new words, born of all the new growth of my life, my mind, and my spirit. I must prepare for new melodies that have never before been mine, that all that is within me may lift my voice unto God. Teach me that I might learn the fresh new accent, the untried melody, to meet the need of the untried morrow. Thus I may rejoice with each new day and delight my spirit in each fresh unfolding. I will sing, I will sing a new song. I will sing a new song. We will sing a new song. We will add another chapter. We will live in a new way, an Easter way, a fresh unfolding. We will not flee. 
We will not remain silent and afraid. We will sing, proclaim, shout. This Easter day, we will move forward in a new justice way of living. Alleluia. Amen.